When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Joined now by Rex Ryan, ESPN NFL analyst. What's up, sexy Rex? Hey, I am so fired up because why? Man, we still can play defense in this league, and that's why I'm fired up. You like the defense. I do, man. How do you not like like the way Philly played? Everybody's like, well, yeah, they're playing against, you know, no quarterback or whatever. Why? Because they knocked out the other two quarterbacks. So, <laughs> to me, it's like, are we going to give Philly any credit at all for, like, hey, yeah, play. they're down yeah. to, let's see, Christian McCaffrey, a quarterback. It's not like they don't have a good blindside protector there in Trent Williams, right? Yeah. They're just heretic in these guys. No, you, you, yeah, that's the thing, though, Rex. You hit it right there. They knocked out both quarterbacks. So, if you put in a third quarterback, they'd have knocked him out, too. But wait, Rex, just, what happened yeah. to how good the 49ers defense was supposed to be? What happened? Well, that defense, I, I mean, look, I think their defense played pretty good in that game. And here's here's the funny thing. Uh, they give up 30 points. When you look at it, it's like complete blowout in this game. But it was it was driven by their defense. Those 30 points were driven by it as well. But, you know, obviously they were able to run the ball effectively against that Niner defense. But Jalen Hurts, to me, he played awful in this game. And they still put up 30 points, so it's like it's amazing. But I, I think this defense, there's going to be some people who are going to say, is this a historic defense? Who? Is this an historic team, I'm, Rex? No. Because but, you mentioned yeah. Hurts played horrible by his standards because he's hurt, obviously, right? right. But, but with him in the game, they have one loss all year. Yeah. And to me, from the beginning of the preseason, when you saw what they did in the offseason, you go, that's the most complete team in the NFL. And if anything, they've outkicked their coverage here, right? So, so is this going to go down if they win in the Super Bowl by a couple scores as one of the greatest teams of all time? No, no, no. <laughs> I still don't. No. But I, but I'm with you because here, here, here's here's what I look at. If if you're just looking at the numbers, you've got this is the number one ranked offense in the league, right? Well, they're number two in defense. Like, how many teams have actually numbers wise been better? Now, look. I, I only say this about like a historic defense because I've coached on historic defenses, all right? And I know this defense is being compared to the 84-85 Bears by numbers, right? Look at those sacks right there. Well, those defenses were, were historic. So are we going to – and I know they played an extra game or whatever. The Eagles will play an extra game. But they're a historic pass rush unit. There's no way you can you, – you, you can't argue that fact because um, they are getting to that passer. Like those 80-some 80, 80 Bears right there, that game, I was on the sideline literally, you know, watching this game, and I'm thinking, dang, is my dad coaching? <laughs> it's like they're knocking quarterbacks out. They're, they're doing whatever, and they're, they're physical. They can man you up on the outside. They've done a great job. Look, they get James Bradbury, Slay. Those are great free agent pickups they've had. Maddox in, in, in the slot. 
that that guy with the three different names playing safety for him. <laughs> like, dude, th- this team is loaded. No, they, they are loaded. They, they're loaded. But when you start yep. talking about historic defenses, nah, I terrible. think I think about the, the, your dad teams at the Bears, and I was a young pup, but obviously I've learned to understand the game, and it, it takes me back to to see those teams on defense side of the ball. I think about your teams in Baltimore. Those are historic defenses. I think about my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think about Pittsburgh defenses. Those are historic defenses. This one, in this day and age, is a really good defense. It just is. When you talk about historic defenses, you look at the point differential. You look at who's scoring points. Is the game 6-9? to Is it 12-3? to To me, that's real defense. But more scores, they score more nowadays. Keep like I look at the yeah, ranking but if you in run the league. Up, but if I if I run up on them teams with these high flying flying offenses, and I'm a and I'm an offensive player, right? Them defenses will knock these dudes yeah, around, but, man. But, this, this, but right, but when you are second in the league in defense and first in offense, the reason I say it is that an historically great team, if they win the Super Bowl by a couple scores, is when Jalen Hurts has been in, they've been virtually unbeatable, and they and like you know they're 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 right. beating the hell out of teams. When he's healthy, when yep. or at least when he's in the game, beating the hell out of teams. No, exactly, and and I just threw it out there to stir it up a little bit about that because look, I don't think they're on a historic team. When I go back and look at the Ravens, we gave up if you include playoffs under ten points. That's a game. what I'm saying. That's under what I'm 10 talking points about. A game. So, but I heard the narrative. I'm like, they're a historic pass rush team, though. Yes, and and that to me, going forward, are they going to actually hit this quarterback that? That's on one leg, like to me that was that was that not the most disappointing thing this whole week was that Cincinnati. I'm like, oh, they're going to go after Patrick Mahomes. But since he, that's what since he needs though, Rex, is they hell? need a they need a serious edge rusher. They don't really have a serious edge rusher at the level that we're talking about. When we talk about championship football for Cincinnati, you know, and and that was the reason that they couldn't get to Patrick Mahomes and get him on the ground at the level that they needed to. The sack that they fell into, that was a fall-in sack because he was trying to move around right. and slide through, and they gave a minus, what was it, minus one-yard sack. Yeah. But off well, that, Rex, what do you he, think What do you think about the officiating, though, Rex? Because, you know, a lot of people are going to obviously focus on Patrick Mahomes and that last play that got them into field goal range. But literally a couple of plays before that, it looked like there was, you know, roughing the passer on Joe Burrow that wasn't called. Yeah, look, I mean, I think the officiating overall was disappointing in both games, quite honestly. Um, I will say this. Everybody's going to focus on they got the, you know, in the uh, the Chiefs game, they got the last one right. There's no question about it. The guy hits them out of bounds, you know, and, and they got that play right. But if I'm Zach Taylor and I'm on the sideline, I'm sitting back going, dude, what the – how many third and eights do I have to stop? You know, and it just seemed like over and over again, the intentional grounding call, the the hitting back on the punt returns, I'm literally taking it so personal. Like, is there a bias against me, uh, against my football team? I've been on the sideline and felt like that. Now, look, it's not. The NFL does a phenomenal job of that. They get, there's not that bias. But I'm telling you right now, he's, he's feeling like there was because I've been there. Rex, Patrick Mahomes through five years as a starter, is now going to his 
fifth is sorry went has hosted five AFC championship games. Right. Only a pre-snap penalty against Tom Brady stopped him from going to his fourth Super Bowl, but he's going to his third Super Bowl. He's got an MVP, he's about to win another one. He's got a Super Bowl MVP. He's put up all the numbers along the way. The eyeball test says we've never seen this before. Whenever you compare an athlete to Michael Jordan, oh, slow down. But in football at quarterback, this is the closest we've seen. I'm claiming this is the greatest first five seasons in the history of the quarterback position. What do you say to that? No, I, I mean, you can't, you can't argue with it. Like, to me, this is the, the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. The most talented. Like, I don't, I don't know how the hell you can argue that it isn't. You know, look, I, and I'm a huge Josh Allen guy because I love the way he runs and the competitor – but if you're sitting back saying, from a talent standpoint, arm talent, mobility, brains, all this type of stuff, leadership, dude's got everything. He's got everything. So to me, and I've been around, I've seen them all. This is the most talented guy I've ever seen. Yeah, wow. he, he he was doing some stuff in that game that was incredible in terms of just, you know, flipping the ball just on one leg. And the fact that he was out there with young receivers, and when you think about – the veteran guys that was in and out of the lineup. You talk about Sky Moore, for instance. He's not, look, he's a special teams guy that could, in, in the return game. As he continues to grow and play the receiver position, there's no question that they could do a lot of dynamic things with him. Okay, Tony got hurt in the game. So now all of a sudden you insert a guy into the lineup like Sky Moore. But then you also got MVS that showed up, showed up big. Patrick Mahomes delivering him the football in sync, in rhythm, protected him on a deep pass on a corner out there that, from the safety. Then he hits him on the touchdown late in the game right there. I, you know, when you look at Patrick Mahomes, you say, what is he really dealing with at the receiver position? There's a lot of guys that have the big time receivers like T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, along with Jamar Chase. And yes, Joe Burrow's fabulous. But if you gave those three receivers to Patrick Mahomes, what would he look like? Oh my God. What yeah, would he just, look like? You just give him the, the Super Bowl every year. Yeah, I mean, because quite honestly, that, that's the truth. Because, Key, you make a great point. There's one receiver on that, that, that team that you would fear, so to speak, and that's, that's uh, Travis Kelsey. The rest of them, forget about it. Like, these are, well, these are guys now, off the Rex. scrap heap. Like, you know, late draft picks, all that type of stuff. Never one time do you ever hear this guy bitching about the talent. Ever. Not one time. And why Andy Reid's a great coach. He makes it work. But this kid is so special, it's unreal. And, and those guys, you mentioned his leadership. Those young receivers that they have will grow with him as he continues to grow. We've seen it. We've seen some of the young receivers along with Patrick Mahomes. All of a sudden, when you talk about guys like Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill was a young receiver yeah. with Patrick Mahomes. He was not a veteran guy when they got him. He was, in fact, a kick return guy that eventually morphed into a superstar wide receiver over time with Patrick Mahomes, Eric Bieniemy, and Andy Reid. So when you start to look again, you start to look at guys like MVS and Sky Moore. At some point in time, they get caught up and pushed into those roles and become something special. They got two weeks to get it together, though. Yeah. Because if they can get healthy by the time they get to the Super Bowl, it's going to be a totally different game than what we're talking about right now. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. I mean, quite honestly, this one's going to be, I mean, an all-time game, man. And here's the thing, a matchup, too, that nobody talks about. The number one offensive line in the league in, in pass block win rate is the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. 
they're going against that number one pass rush. Ooh. So, ooh, I want to well, say. Let me ask open. you this, though. Let me ask you this. Do you think, Rex, we got, we got like 30 as a seconds. head coach, Andy Reid is going to leave Travis Kelsey or whoever out there by themselves trying to block Hassan Reddick? Hell no. Hey, Keith, we always said if you have to give up a sack, block with the tight end. And we saw it again. They got two quarterbacks hit. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. What did Key see this weekend? Doesn't look good. I can tell you that. It's time for Key's Observations. Key, what do you got? Well, I got a couple here, you know. I got a couple nice observations on yesterday's games. Let's start kicking off, Yates. Number one. So much for Patrick Mahomes' injury in his ankle. We all walked away last week talking about, oh, my God, and the reports were out and people were trying to convince me that he had a real ankle problem. The first thing I said is the fact that he played in the second half, he'll be fine come the regular, come this AFC championship game. When you look at him in the second half of last week, there's no way he was going to miss the game. Yes, at times, just like I said, he can tweak it and that sharp pain can come. We saw when he rolled out to his left the one time he threw the ball back across his body, a little bit of tweak, but he also was playing it up a little bit. You know, a little camera action. You know, a little, little oh, oh, grimace in there. Oh. But in the end, he still won. It didn't matter. He's going to be healthy in two weeks, so it'll be much different. Number two. Number two, MVS. He showed up like Tyreek Hill for the Kansas City Chiefs. Six catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown, despite not being the main target. The main target was Kelsey, but he did his job. He erased that memory and forward the Kansas City Chiefs fans in this particular AFC Championship game, they didn't need Tyreek Hill. A lot of people thought along the season that this was going to be a big problem for him. It wasn't in this championship game. Number three. In the end, the Cincinnati Bengals did let Joe Burrow down because the protection broke down. The protection broke down late in the game. All game long, he was harassed. But when you think about 44 seconds left and Chris Jones getting to him, five sacks, Two by Chris Jones, three tackles for losses by Chris Jones. This was a problem all night long. Even when they didn't get to Joe Burrow, they flushed him out of the pocket and made things very, very difficult for the passing game. Number four. Number four, 
talk about the Philadelphia Eagles so much for that run defense in the running game or the defense in general. The 49ers gave up the guts to the Philadelphia Eagles in terms of the running game. They did what they wanted to. They had their way. They controlled the line of scrimmage. Nick Bosa was nowhere to be found at all for most part of the game. When you think about Jason Kelsey getting up on the second wave of defender, Greenlaw not wanting to take him on and flush things back to the inside. This is major for Philadelphia if they plan on beating Kansas City in the Super Bowl. They've got to figure out how to negate that running game. Number five. And number five, if you don't have an answer for Hassan Reddick, you're going to lose. I do believe, though, Eric Bieniemy, along with the offensive line coach, along with Andy Reid, will put a game plan together where you won't have a tied in single match, singly matched up on a guy with 17, 18 sacks. You got to be a damn fool to put a tie in over there against a guy who should be in the defensive player conversation, Jay. For whatever reason, Kyle Shanahan felt like he didn't need that. He lost two quarterbacks because of it. Brock Purdy, who started the game, mm. and then Johnson, who replaced him. There you go. Those are my two observations, or five observations. Five, uh, yeah. The, the, uh, five. By the way, five. would you say Chris Jones was Number the best? five. Excuse me? Would you say Chris Jones, like. Where does he rank in terms of the best players in that game yesterday? Uh, he was he was in the top five. I mean, it's in the game. Yeah, he was top five, top five in the game. Well, he had he had. I mean, because clearly Patrick Mahomes, impact. Chris Jones, MVS for me. I mean, Joe Burrow when he could down the stretch deliver. Um, you know, Frank Clark was there at times. Who else was? Who else popped up for me? Uh, you know, T. Higgins played big boy ball when he had an opportunity he to. Yeah. He had a great catch. You know? He made it look easy. He made a great catch look easy. So I had a quick observation I want to add on the keys. Um, it's it's just, you know, we, we talk, Rex Ryan talks a lot about historically where the Eagles could wind up, you know, obviously with their offense, but also with their defense. I mean, 17 players that are pro Bowl or alternates. Like, that that's crazy to me, Key. And then you think about Jalen Hurts, 19-2 and two overall as a starter. Well, they won't be going to the Pro Bowl. You know that, right, Jay? Obviously, yeah. No, I'm saying, I'm just saying, yeah, it won't be going to the Pro. You think about the talent on this team, and then Jalen <laughs> Hurts, obviously, Super Bowl. when healthy. I mean, 19 and two as a starter, like 20, that's insane. It's insane. That's insane, that's why, hey, man. I tried <laughs> to tell. So we, you know, to... we we put a lot of yeast on obviously right Patrick Mahomes, and he deserves it. it. No, 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 but Joe Burrow, and he deserves it. We put a lot of yeast on Brock Purdy this last week, leading up to this game, deserved it. And I said before, I was like, man, it feels like Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are kind of just sliding under the radar. Nobody's well, I, talking I, about I, him, and I now all of a sudden Eagles, it's a talk. Though. I picked the. Eagles. I know you. I know we did, but I'm just talking about how the national Here's media the saw the storylines. Not only is that his record as a starter, which is absurd, but it looks so much different, and the results are much different when he's not playing. So it's one thing to say, yes, of course, the team is so strong, which it is. They probably have the best roster both but sides I don't of the want ball, it, but front see, to back. But I don't – you know what? I'm key, just so key, funny. Key. I, my brain freezes up, Tomax, <laughs> because <laughs> I just had this conversation with Yates on our ride over. We were going over scenarios in our head about what people will say about Jalen Hurts. That's why I'm it, saying. The, oh, but his team is what. Wait. Burn, but his team. That's like, what I'm saying. It is true that they have the strongest roster front to back both sides of the ball. It is also true that without Hurts, the record is not nearly the same. And more than that, they look much different. So if you have a one of the really most dominant regular season teams of all time, 
In fact, through these playoffs, they've been one of the dom- most dominant teams we've ever seen in the Super Bowl era. They have been. But without Hurts, they look average. And with Hurts, they look like, so what does that mean about Hurts? That's my whole point. It, mean, it means a lot because you can go – I can look at a lot of quarterbacks that have good teams in the regular season when they fall uh, out of – you know, when they, when they take a back seat and they don't play and all of a sudden these teams look different. I mean, you can point to a lot of starting quarterbacks because that's what happens when you're talking about top-tier quarterbacks. That's how you gauge them. When you talk about what if Buffalo didn't have Josh Allen for two, three, four games, what would they look like? Mm. Okay, then you insert him in the lineup, they look totally different. When you look at uh, 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 Justin Herbert, he hadn't won anything, but when you take him out of Los Angeles to the Chargers, they're not going to look the same. They're just not. When you insert him into the lineup, they look totally different. When you are at a certain level, that is, no matter how great the team is, that quarterback in that quarterback ignites in look at the Miami Dolphins. When you took Tua out, they look like a different team. Well, Max, that they just, just do. And, and, and Keys, right? It just and I can't. I, I know that's not the topic of conversation today because we're talking about the elite level quarterbacks and how they're able to carry the team. It just every time I hear that, it might, reminds me of the Dallas Cowboys, right? To a degree, it's like, oh, here's your backup. Team doesn't drop off, and it, those are. It just shows you like the levels to it, though, right? Overall, yep. that's what I'm saying about Hurts. He deserves. It's one thing, and maybe yeah, he's he's better. I know, from but I can't help it. Every Dak alone. every time I hear that, I think about that. Leave Dak alone. It, we're going to get into that. Don't worry about it. But but every time, like, like look, he's benefiting from circumstances because he's in a great situation. That is also true. However. But why, we got, but why we got to do it that like be, that, though, Because Max? we say that about everybody. We analyze but, the but whole why, thing. But why we got to say he's the, benefiting from a certain – we don't he, say that I about everybody. Be, I, we do. We no, do. we don't. A- absolutely do. No, we don't. We talk about Joe Burrow and all the weapons he has. No, course. but we don't sit there and say – we say Joe Burrow has them we, playing a certain way, and it's because out, of Joe Burrow. We also point out – that he has Jamar Chase. They went out and got him Jamar Chase. Not only the best receiver in the game, in my opinion, certainly one of them, but also his college guy. Right? Like they got, he already has T. Higgins. Boyd is the number three receiver. We talk about they have Mixon. They're loaded. We talk about it. But my point is not to dwell on that. My point is to point out that Jalen Hurts, if you insert one player, especially a quarterback, and it brings a team from they, they're okay to that's one of the most dominant teams ever. What does that mean about the player? It means if Jalen Hurts wins the Super Bowl, because he has a shorter track record, he's behind Patrick Mahomes, and that's probably it, right? At this moment, he'd be the second-best quarterback in the game if he won the Super Bowl. I don't know, but I, I know one thing. He just surpasses Joe Burrow like that for you, Max? Well, I mean, he just surpasses Joe Burrow. Like that I would Max? say, yeah, yeah, I would, I would say that it, the the career for Max, though. Huh? No, yeah, you're talking about I would take as my personal favorite. No, I'm or, asking you because you know you positioned it as if it was a Super- thought, yeah. but it didn't seem like it was your thought. If Jalen Hurts wins the Super Bowl, <laughs> I have him behind only Mahomes, depending on how he looks. Of course, as you know, a dominant performance in the Super Bowl, I have him behind Mahomes and then Burrow after him. That would be my one, two, three. If he wins it, if what he if he wins. doesn't win it? Then I probably still put Burrow over him because Burrow's had two years and both times he made deep playoff runs and looked great while doing it, by the way, behind behind an offensive line that didn't protect him in the last game he played in this season and also throughout the playoffs last season. Jalen Hurts made two playoff runs too. But not like that. But it's interesting. What do you mean not like that? One goes to the Super Bowl, one goes – one no, guy no. goes to the division Max, round. What did, but what did Hurts but, do last year? But Max, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow without his O-line, you know, three guys being depleted, like you use that against him? 
to drop him a peg because he matched up against the greatest quarterback you've ever seen? Who? You call Patrick Mahomes the greatest quarterback you've ever seen pretty much. He's on his way. Five years, right? But Burrow's already gotten past him. All right, hold it over. That's my point. Dan Orlowski. Did Dan Orlowski actually pay $300 to park at the Eagles game yesterday? (laughs) Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Brock Purdy has been taken out of the game. Oh, Josh no. Johnson, the veteran, is in to play quarterback. Hurts again under center. He sneaks, he pushes, and he is his touchdown, Jalen Hurts. By the final score, the Eagles 31, the 49ers 7. Attention, air traffic control. A flock of Eagles is heading to Arizona. That was WIP and KNBR sound you just heard. Dan Orlovsky, ESPN football analyst, former NFL quarterback, 12-year veteran. You end up going to the Eagles game, Dan? You pay 300 bucks for parking? Uh, we went to the Eagles game. Family tailgated. Uh, we were with the people. It was awesome. Um, no, I'll, I'll never pay that much for parking. I figure out a way. I, I paid more than I wanted to. Little table. Um, but we were there. We had a great time. My son, my, my sons who are 11 saw and heard things that they've never seen and or heard before. <laughs> Same with my daughter. So Earmuffs. Yeah. Earmuffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun, man. We had, there was a San Francisco 49ers fan sitting in the section we were in, and he was loud all game. And he was funny. Sometimes borderline, and Philly fans let him know. And by the end of the game, my sons were like chanting, na 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 na, with everybody pointing scoreboard. So it was it was a really fun day. That that stadium goes upside yeah, down. Day man. to be a Niners fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a fun time. What well, what was the what was the best part of the game for you though? Honestly, the best part of the game is when that stadium sings after they score and they do their fight song, oh, everybody God. does it. And my kid, watching my kids do it. <laughs> watching my kids do it. That was the best part of the game. Um, as far as football-wise, um, I think my son got flashed by, like, a 20-year-old as well um, for the first time. That, that was welcome like, to the game, yeah, son. That's what I told him. I said, welcome to life, champ. Um, <laughs> I think, like, the best part of the game for me, Key, was uh, Jalen Hurts played bad, and they scored 30. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's how many different ways – 
do you want us to be able to beat you against a great defense in San Francisco? And, and I remember turning to my wife. It was the first run of the game. I think it goes for like six yards. And the interior of the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line absolutely mauled and just changed the line of scrimmage. Like four yards downfield, San Francisco's D-line. I, took, I looked at my wife and said, it's over. I, I just the, you, you watched an offensive line interior-wise just completely dominate. But then you said he played poorly, but uh, uh, Jalen Hurts Jaylen played. played Jalen played poorly. But the team underperforms without him to the point where he must be doing something when he's playing, and, and even yeah. when he's playing poorly. Well, I'm, I'm, when I real quick, he answer that question. Played poorly when it comes to, I guess, the traditional expectation there of you throwing go. the football. There you go. You you see his impact in the run game. I would tell you that Fred Warner and Greenlaw are two of the best inside backers in football, if not the best. They played so slow. Yes. They played so hesitant. That is because of the impact of Jalen when it comes to their run game. So that's 100% fair to say. What I was going to say, Dan, is, is see, the way that I look at it, he didn't play poorly like that. He played down to the standards that he set for himself as well as us. That's the way I looked at it. I'm like, he didn't play up to what we expected from him. But also, I factor in the injury. I factored in the being hesitant. But... Down the stretch, late in that third quarter, in the run game, they put the football in his hands. So I thought that that was a plus moving forward. Let's see what he's like two weeks from now in the Super Bowl when he's rested up going against a team that we know mm-hmm. is going to throw the football, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. In, in Philadelphia's pass game, I mean, the reality is this. If they don't hit big plays, their pass game, and they, they've been the most explosive offense throwing the football in the league this year when it comes to, like, chunks downfield – if they don't hit those, their their pass game is relatively pedestrian. They took four of them yesterday. They didn't hit any of them. Now he made some nice. That's the first third down that he throws to AJ. You know, away from pressure is really good. Yes. They're just, they're, part of this is because San Francisco's defense is so great as well. They just didn't hit any impressive pass plays outside of that third down early, and then the scramble to Devontae, which was like a catch no catch type thing. Um, but they, uh, that's my point. They scored thirty one and played bad on offense technically. Dan Orlovsky, ESPN football analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, Max. Dan, we were having a conversation earlier with Rex Ryan, and he was talking about some of the historic numbers from Philly's defense, uh, talking about them being the number two ranked defense in the league, having the number one pass rush unit in the game of football. Do you see this Eagles defense as an historic defense? No, I don't see it as an historic defense, but I see it as a phenomenal defense. Mm -hmm. There was a... They started the season so hot, Jay, right? And then there was a lull in the middle of the season when they lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson. They lost Avante Maddox. Um, and you started getting concerned about, okay, oh, man, like I, I don't know, because you could run the football a little bit on them. Howie Roseman, their general manager, goes and gets Sue. That's a big addition in the interior of their offensive line. What happened in these playoffs is this. One, they started to really trust Bradbury and Slay, their two corners. They're playing a ton of man coverage. Our guys better than your guys. Two, getting C.J. Gardner-Johnson back last week and then Avante Maddox back yesterday. I, I remember saying this like six weeks. Maddox changes their defense. He just does. When you have a nickel corner that can cover, that can hit. Gardner-Johnson changes their – those two guys change their defense. They really do. So you could play man coverage, and then they got that five-man front with Reddick hunting and sweat hunting. I mean, their defense is ridiculously talented. And I think someone said – I think uh, maybe it was Nance last night said they were the only team in the NFL, or in the playoffs certainly, that started in their playoff game, they're all 22, that started week one. So – 
they're healthy as a football team as well. And when they're healthy on defense, they're not historic, but they're dominant. Absolutely. I don't know, Dan. Dan, I don't know. Um, what did you? How do you think the one-legged frog played for the Kansas City Chiefs? Patrick, that's why he's the MVP. You know, the MVP played like the MVP. And the last two playoffs, we've had two of the best quarterback performances we're ever going to see. And they just so happen to belong to Patrick. I think yesterday was the perfect example of Patrick Mahomes. Like so much that we can't do the one legged. We can't understand and or explain. Like the touchdown pass to Kelsey Key, you know that. Oh yeah, Key. That's he's running a corner route. Mm -hmm. You know, and the guy plays outside leverage. He hooked it up, and he's just like, here, I'll just throw. Only those two guys are making that play. Really, Um, the touchdown pass to MVS. It's just like that. Those are those things. And last week, everyone got so butt hurt because I was like. Joe Burrow's a better quarterback because he's playing quarterback when it comes to the timing and the rhythm and the anticipation stuff that is part of the traditional quarterback play. He's doing that better. But I said Patrick's the best playmaker because he does stuff that we don't understand. Like he Again, yesterday he did stuff that we just don't understand and can't comprehend. And I think the thing that I liked the most about Patrick was two things. One, um, some of the non-flash stuff. Some of the, hey, I can't move, get the ball out of my hands, check downs, dump offs. And then for the guy who threw the ball 45-plus times on one leg with 34 yards rushing from his offense and no number one, number two, number three receiver, Cincinnati defensively never once touched the football. Mm. That's the more impressive Mm. thing is given all the circumstances, they never got a hand on the ball. That that is impressive. That's the most impressive thing for for me yesterday with his performance. So what's he going to look like when he's healthy in two weeks? Yeah, I think he uh, Patrick plays great all the time, right? I, I think he's going to play really well. I I as I sit here today, morning after, I don't know how Kansas City stops their offense when it comes to Philly. I don't know how. I think this is 2019 all over again. Thank you, Dan Orlovsky, as always. This is not Monday morning Dan, as it oftentimes is. I was you mean? Like, it looks like Dan with the walk of shame. Like you just came uh, from the club late night. Oh, I had to, I, Hanging I out with Philly from fans. I Philly late last night. Slept yeah. in New York. Watched the games till we early in the morning, Jay. You know, like not all of us can sleep at home cushy, you know, get probably car shivs to Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, many, how many buttons down on the shirt do we go, Dan? Before uh, no, it, I'll it go becomes, buttons up today because yeah. i got to wear a tie today. It's Monday, but I mean – Right now, I have two, Jay. Okay. You want me to go? No, 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 no. I I don't want you to do anything. I see you, though. I see you with the chain and the chest hair. I see you. I got a good workout in yesterday. If Tom Brady comes back, (laughs) one team has made their intentions known. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Nico Ryans to the Texans, Key, J. Why would he want the job, especially if it seems like Denver's interested? San Francisco defensive 49ers defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans, is considered the favorite for the Texans' head coaching jobs. That's what sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter, Key. Alright, so we're having some minor difficulties here. Jay. Key wasn't listening and Jay was getting coffee. I that see. was fast. Well We're building this is three and out, so so far no Wait, positive where, where, yards where, on that where, play. Hold on, man. Where are we at? D'Amico Ryan's key. What do you D'Amico think? D'Amico Ryan's. Oh. Yeah, to the Texans with three and out. I'm sorry, man. We I went to the restroom, came back. That was just fast, a little couple minutes. I guess. <laughs> and then you was getting coffee. I was getting coffee. Yeah, yeah, I, I spent it. Of time. Oh, I was well, just sitting it here is doing what it my is. job. Go ahead. You know, D'Amico Ryan's to the Texans, I like it. I like the fact that he's getting a head coaching job. So let me back up. I like that he gets a job. I just don't know. There's only 32 of them, but I just don't know if I'm messing with the Texans, if that's the case. If he's actually – Going to be named the head coach. I'm happy for him. He's from there. His wife's from there. He played, I think, four or five seasons in Texas. But I just uh. need a quarterback. You know how it goes. If you can coach, if you can, co- it's a coaching, it's a coach's league, Jay. If you can coach, you go get yourself so, a quarterback. You're good. So th- this is why you know I get torn with these type of decisions, and I bring up his name because it's one of those scenarios where you wonder what if Byron Leftwich. Like, we know we watched him last year. Oh, he like He should have took the Jags job, right? And also now you're firing a guy without a job. So I'm not saying it could flip that quickly, but, like, these jobs just don't come around, man. You know, such the bad history with the Houston Texans and how they've been running the organization. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe they learned their lesson or something. I don't know. It, it's, it's hard for me to really say. You know what I mean, though, Max? Hard to say I'm no. I'm happy for I, him. I, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, Key. Like, why do certain coaches get opportunities when they're really not great opportunities? On the other hand, it is a coach's league. If you can coach, you go find yourself a quarterback, and even if ownership is dysfunctional, you'll figure it out. Yeah, but why, you get, why, <laughs> why does he have to take a bat? I know it he doesn't like have to. Three it's tombstones we've seen right? on this job. Because if he, if back he, does, back back if he doesn't take this job – he may never get another one. Right, right. So you have to. You, yeah. You get, it's almost like you got to do it. Well, you're gam. You're, you're rolling the how dice. If he you can't, don't. How come he can't get a, uh, uh, like the Panthers' job? Yeah. Even get a, a Panthers' uh, job or a Denver Bronco job. Yep. Why does he have to get a <laughs> that huge job? No, no, that look, job. look, you guys are white about that. Listen, <laughs> Kellen Moore is out in Dallas. Um. He'll no longer be the offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. In a mm-hmm. statement Sunday night, Dallas coach Mike McCarthy says the Cowboys and Moore reached a, quote, mutual decision to part ways following the end of season review process and additional discussion. Sounds to me, Key, like McCarthy and, and Jerry Jones like, all right, man, go ahead. You got, you got a shot here. Go do it, right? And so McCarthy's got to take matters into his own hands. To me, that feels like his seat is well, if he if he's going to call the plays, it hasn't been determined whether or not he's going to call the plays as the offense coordinator. There's Brian Schottenheimer uh, on the staff who was basically a quality control guy who's been an offense coordinator in the past. He may be a guy who calls the plays. So they don't really know as it stands this morning who's actually going to call the plays. Kellen Moore had an offense that was okay in the top ten for the last several years, and they've been okay. You know, interceptions were down to some degree. Um, with Dak Prescott, but I think in the end, 
when you look at it, it's probably better as a head coach if this is how you got the job because you was a dynamic play caller to continue to call plays on the offensive side of the ball. That's what I would do. I'm never, never, I would never give up play calling duties. Oh, Max, you're you're so on point about this. Not only, I mean, is Dak Prescott's seat hot, but now Mike McCarthy's is as well because the one thing, look, Kellen Moore and Dak were close, right? I mean, when Mike first came into this team organization, like he kept Kellen on because of the relationship he had with Dak. So now seeing how that's panned out and they can't get over the hump in the playoffs, you know, that offense averaging 28 points per game, all of a sudden playoffs only average 14, right? A massive drop-off. So now that that responsibility is on your shoulders, either you get your team over the hump this year or it's time to move on if you're Jerry Jones. Yeah, I can understand why McCarthy wants to do it. McCarthy's um, ability to understand the modern offense was such that he lost his job in Green Bay and as part of the uh, press conference, right, as part of the rollout to the public, when he got hired as Dallas coach, he had to to make sure to talk about he spent the summer studying analytics and now he understands the modern game. Like that was part of what they reveal. I, I don't see this working, but he is. You a, don't want many, it to work. Yeah, you don't see anything. Of course, I don't. No, 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 I want it to work just well enough that they never make a change and they continue to tread water and get bounced in the playoffs. Dolphins Fighting are not giants. interested in Tom Brady. This is an eyebrow raiser mm. for me. The Miami Dolphins are not expected to pursue Tom Brady. Should the star quarterback decide he wants to return for the 2023 season? League sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter. And I will not run for president, Max. Right. In other words, is that misdirection, Key? No, I don't think it is. I think it it is. You know, I understand that everybody's fascinated with the fact that, you know, he has family in South Florida and they pursued him two years ago and all that sort. I I get it. But in the end, I'm poo-pooing this to the 10th power, man. It's not going to happen. It's just not. Why? Because they're committed to Tua for now. And Tom I don't know Brady, what Tua is. Health-wise, I know. he's a But health-wise. They think he's going to come back healthy. I have, I'm an optimist at heart. I want to believe Tua's going to come back to be healthy too. But three, I mean, you talk about three concussions think, he's had in the span of a month and a and half. Like What makes me think he's going to be two or three? three? But clearly at they least don't three. think, Jay, that they're Tom Brady away from a Super Bowl. This is not the San Francisco 49ers. Understood. That is a Tom Brady away from a Super Bowl. I don't know, Key. They were pretty good. Pretty I mean, you know, close. there's a draft coming up. They don't have they don't have the, the first round pick because of the Brady situation you talked about, the tampering, but they have draft picks that can shore up the defense a little bit. I don't know. You know, they're going after they go after Fangio. Like they mm, I like you, Brady on the Dolphins, still, and I agree with been, Jay. You've been still in the in the media business for a while, Max. Follow the tea leaves. You're smart. Oh uh, yeah, I hear what you're saying. No, no, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Read between the lines, right? Yes, exactly. But I, 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 no, I get it. I get it. I get it. But I do also agree about Jalen. Uh, Jalen Hurts about um, uh, Tua Tagovailoa. That at the very least, a prudent person would have to plan for a future that mm, includes exactly. a world without him in the NFL. Exactly. If you're an NFL team, you yeah. must. And I and I plan and I believe that. that's Derek Carr, if anything. I see that. I, I, could, I could see that, see that too. too. Keyshawn J. Willemax, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. So, so we got into this a little earlier, guys, and we're about to get what into were you about it to say, Jay? in depth. Well, there's no time for that. <laughs> we're about to get into it in depth. The Eagles are headed to the Super Bowl. What would a win mean for Jalen Hurts? Jay started giving me the cross-examination on this one. What would a win mean for Jalen Hurts? We had 30 seconds. I was going to squeeze it in. But, uh, okay. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN. But, you know, no time, Jay. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.